0: Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, A Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Kathy Kay, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Thursday, September 8, 2016. Today we are reading from the big book, and we are on page 98, the last paragraph. Today's readers are... Esther F. on the 12 steps, Charlene G. on the 12 traditions, and reading the text are Sally A., Janice B., and Santa H. The reference number for yesterday, September 7, 2016, is 9061. OA's Fifth Tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry the message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Add A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Esther F. to read the 12 Steps of OA.
1: Good morning. This is Esther F., a recover compulsive overeater from Cleveland, the 12 Steps. Number one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10. Continue to take personal, personal inventory and when you were, we were wrong, promptly admit it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him, praying only for knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we've tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me do service, and I pass.
0: Thank you, Esther F. And I will now ask Charlene G. to read the 12 editions of OA. Press star one,
2: Charlene.
3: I'm sorry. Here I am. This is Charlene G. from Idaho. Here are the 12 traditions. Number one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions. Ever remind us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for your service, and I pass.
0: Thank you, Charlene G. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share what was read. Anyone can share. But we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinent requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinent requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your share be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, and then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the Big Book on page 98, the last paragraph, beginning now the domestic problem, and I will ask Sally A. to get us started.
4: Good morning, Kathy, and thank you for your service. Good morning, A Vision for You. It's Sally A. in in New York. Now, the domestic problem. There may be divorce, separation, or just strained relations. When your prospect has made such reparation as he can do, as he can to his family and has thoroughly explained to them the new principles by which he is living, he should proceed to put those principles into action at home. That is, if he is lucky enough to have a home. Though his family be at fault in many respects, he should not be concerned about that. He should concentrate on his own spiritual demonstration. Argument and fault finding are to be avoided like the plague. In many homes, this is difficult a difficult thing to do. But it must be done if any results are to be expected. If persisted in for a few months, the effect on a man's family is sure to be great. The most incompatible people discover they have a basis upon which they can meet. Little by little, the family they the family may see their own defects and admit them. These can then be discussed in an atmosphere of helpfulness and friendliness. So again, I'm Sally a in New York, and this is quite a pregnant paragraph about the family, the family after um as we know that there's a there's a whole chapter written about the family after and and you know as we all know the features of our illness and the features of my illness were poor boundaries which led to uh, a family that was very enmeshed like a bowl of spaghetti we were all entwined with each other's lives in in a very unhealthy way which is what enmeshed means poor judgment Um, which was a huge feature of my own illness, poor judgment, because I couldn't think straight. I was drunk on food, isolation, full of fear, impulsivity, lethargic on a regular basis. And so this leads to domestic problems and strained relationships. And for myself, yes, divorce. When your prospect has made such reparation as he can to his family and this is step nine and has thoroughly explained to them the new principles by which he is living which by the way I didn't do a whole lot of explaining because my family had heard enough uh, so it, for me it was more about this this latter part of the sentence he should proceed to put these principles into action because action does speak much louder than words that is if he is lucky enough to have a home those family be at fault in many respects, and and of course, if if I'm sick and I'm the mom, you know, and others, you know, there's lots of signs that say, "Mother, the heart of the home." If I'm a sick person, odds are really high that my entire family would be sick, and in many ways, my children have a lot of these features of enmeshed and poor boundaries and expectations up the wazoo. Um, Okay, so he should not be concerned about that and, and we shouldn't, we have to keep our side of the street clean. He should concentrate on his own spiritual demonstration. And here's a key sentence, the bottom line I like to, I like to say. Argument and fault finding are to be avoided like the plague. It tells us this. In many places, it speaks about not fighting. And why does it tell us this? On page top of 67, top of page 66, uh, the ending of page 103. I'm not going to read those, but these are important places. It speaks about not fighting. We have to. And the reason it tells us that is because argument and fault finding, that's the making of step 10. So I keep my mouth shut. I do a lot of pausing. And where I used to believe that I had this incredible spiritual discernment and that God put me on this planet to correct and to fix everybody around me because I was so all-wise. Now, when I see something uh when I see something that I believe is a fault of someone else's, Uh, when I see something that I believe is hurting that other person, instead of running and talking to them and telling them, I take the opportunity to pray for them and believe that God's timing is much better than my timing in making the correction of his children. In many homes, this is a difficult thing to do, but it must be done. If any results, and here's a key word, results. What are they talking about? What results? But it must be done if any results are to be expected. And I believe what they're speaking about here, the results that I'm finding as a recovered person, is a healing. Healing of my relationships with my children and the people around me and an emotional balance. If persisting for a few months, the effect on a man's family is sure to be great. The most incompatible people discover they have a basis upon which they can meet. Little by little, of course, I'll end with this. Little by little, the family may see their own defects. The sick family may see their own defects and admit them. They might, they might not. That's not my business. My job is to pray. And these can then be discussed in an atmosphere of helpfulness and friendliness only when I am asked. Otherwise, I keep my side of the street clean. I try to be the best example I can be, the most loving person I can be to my kids and to those people that I know that I've hurt in my my relationships. And I must tell you, in many ways, I ignore a lot of bad behavior because I know that the people around me, my sister, Sally. Thank you. I'll just end with this. The people around me. Don't have the benefit of a 12 step recovery program, so I ignore a lot of bad behavior and just be. Thanks for letting me share.
0: Thank you, Sally A. Okay, who would like to share on this paragraph?
5: This okay. is Rayla Benicel.
0: Janice M. Kristen. Tina S. Um, Let me tell you who I got so far. Mm-hmm. I got. Bella G., Janice M., Sarah W., I think I heard Chris I um, I didn't get your last initial, and G. Tina F., did I forget anybody? UL. UL. Okay, let's stop there. Okay, um, Bella G., please go ahead.
5: Thank you. Good morning, everybody. My name is Bella G., and I'm a thankful recovered compulsive overeater. Thank you, Katie, for doing this service, and thank you very much, everybody on the line. Wow, such a wonderful paragraph. He should concentrate on his own spiritual demonstration. Yes, because this is the solution, and this is the all 12 steps to be connected to God and how I will be connected to God, when I I will remember that I am powerless, step one, when I will remember that there is a higher power than myself, when I will call this higher power the way you understand it, I understand it as a God, and if I am connected to my higher power, if I am connected, and I believe that my higher power loves me and accepts me the way I am. You know, I am not afraid to take step 4 and yes to accept and admit that I am my, that I have my character defects and I am willing to take responsibility on my own part, on my own cleaning house and yes to change my behaviors and to change my thinking. And yes, if I am connected to my higher power, I remember that I am connected to a higher power, to a loving power, and no longer to my ego. So I am here in this world as a messenger, a messenger of, the high, of my higher power, and not my, my, the messenger of my ego. I am not a people pleaser, I am not in a judging and blaming situation. And this is the solution, to remember that I am connected to my higher power, to be concentrated in my spiritual path. Thank you for letting me share, and I pass.
0: Thank you, Bella G. And Janice M., please go ahead.
6: Well, good morning to you, Kathy Kay, and good morning to all my visionaries. I am Janice M., a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Okay, just a reminder that this is step 12, and there's three parts to step 12. So we've had a spiritual awakening by this time. Then we carried the message. It showed us how to carry the message. Now we have to practice these principles in all our affairs. Notice the very first place that I need to practice these principles, which is the hardest for me, Um, it was the hardest, um, is the domestic problem. Now, remember that, you know, back in the history, the reason why AA grew is because men and women and children got recovered, and then their families were returned to them through the way that we act, the way that our spiritual growth has changed us in the home. And, boy, by the grace of God go I. Because of the 12 steps, um, I do have a home today after 52 years. And um, that's a miracle, not because of my success, but because of my God's success. And um, he should concentrate on his own spiritual demonstration. I don't know about you, but I was always concentrating on my husband, on my son, on what they did wrong, and, and it was a battleground that's the type of environment that i produced because i was in a plague i had a disease and disease is very the plague is very infectious it's fatal it truly is and and just like a you know a bushel of apples one rotten apple can create all the rest even more rotten if they touch each other and by living you know in this environment they all were affected by this and, you know, with the plague, it's, it's not useful. I was useless. I really was useless. And I was ineffective. So as soon as I helped to keep the focus on me and change me, then there's change in my family, which is, and, and did we have strained relations in these all these years in my family? Absolutely. Illness. Yeah, I almost lost my home and my family due to what? To my actions, to my disease. But thank God today, you know, because of the steps, trust God, trust God, clean house, clean house. You know, you think that it's hopeless, but uh, it's not. It's not hopeless because I'm, I'm a miracle um, in disguise through this. Um, again, it's not spiritual to to be always arguing and, and thinking that I'm always right. The atmosphere will change. Uh, it will no longer be a battleground. We'll know what to do. And with that I pass, thanks.
0: Thank you, Janice and Sarah W., please go ahead.
7: Good morning, Kathy. Thank you so much for your service. Uh, Sarah W., grateful recovery to both of our readers. Um, I know for myself, because of my, uh, and I love the paragraph, it has so much meat to it, um, I had a lot of uh, guilt and shame, and I know I overcompensated with my family. And oftentimes um, I would lay down and allow them to be abusive verbally to me. Um, and I don't think that's what this is saying. Um, I think that, um, you know, as... as uh, and so true, what I find is that, you know, people don't have a program, um, you know, they're doing the best they can and they have been so affected by our disease, uh, by the dysfunction um, and they, they really are very uncomfortable as we become more well because they can't um, manipulate as easily and so uh, there, there comes in a family a time when, when children and spouse becomes um, angry and um and very um can can be hostile and um and will try to manipulate uh manipulate us back into the old behavior, so I have to discern what's my business, what's God's business, and what's none of my business, and continue to ask God to direct me um, as far as how I uh react in um, situations, or instead of reacting, actually, we in a in a healthy and kind way. And at the same time, um, this is really about not only uh, not fault-finding, but also uh, having a voice in a kind and loving way, stating truth, uh, because there's no relationship if we don't, if we're not honest with people and we're not um, standing up for ourselves in healthy ways. And with that I pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Sarah W. Uh Christy, can you give me the initial of your last name?
8: Hi. Sure, it's Christy G. Okay, great.
0: Okay, Go, great. Ahead. Go ahead.
9: Thank you. Christy G recovered compulsive breeder and anorexic from New Jersey. Um, I I I love what was just shared and it's it's not an easy thing to get. To change a whole family system by your behavior and expect that there's no ripple effects and and it it's it's definitely challenging especially in early recovery and that's why you know in the in the twelve and twelve of the alcoholics Anonymous um twelve and twelve book it says rich restraint of tongue and pen, which is like a one of the best recommendations for a newcomer I think that there is because early on. I just don't have I don't have the understanding. I don't I don't have the right words. I I need to do a lot of talking it through with recovered people, how to approach different situations as they arise with people in my family. And my old way was to fight. I mean that that was that was the only way I knew how to communicate was to argue and to blame because I had to protect my own ego, and I'm not living on those basis. And it says that in this reading that we're living on a different basis. We're living on a spiritual basis, and and so I'm really um, I'm I'm hopefully waking up in the morning and and asking God to mold me and to to help me to do His will and to be the person that He needs me to be. And and that is not of my own making. It's not what I think is the right thing to do. Oftentimes, it's very much the opposite, especially early on in the beginning. I'm starting to have the intuitive thought to know the next right thing, to have the intuitive thought to keep my mouth shut. And a lot of times, getting along with people is about keeping my mouth shut in the heat of the moment and, and really pausing and letting God speak through me when the time is right, and forcing solutions, solving problems, being in a rush to get things done, including communication with people, is the way I lived in self-will that was in ego, and on my timetable, and I find that the timetable of the spirit is, is much more relaxed, and, and, you know, it's, it's, there's no There's no um ticking clock when it comes to recovery and and spirituality. That's what I find and once we start I start being mindful of the time like I have to straighten this kid out before he goes to college. you know once I start you know it that's all me that's all me that's it's not my job it's God's timetable in how my family works itself out, and with that I pass.
0: Thank you, Chrissy G. Uh, Tina S. Please go ahead.
10: Press star Kathy. Oh,
2: I Sorry, I was
10: muted. Thanks, Kathy, for your service. Tina S. Compulsive Eater anorexic in Florida. Um, grateful to be on the line today. Uh you know, i, I just heard so many really good things already this morning being shared and um you know, that's the good news in my recovery today, one day at a time. You know, there is a solution. And and I have the opportunity to practice this. I like what it talks about. It says, now the domestic problems, there may be divorce, separation, or just strained relations. You know, um, you know when I uh, finally started to do something about myself, you know, and I got better, not necessarily did things get better. Uh, you know, I was ready to take... Um, responsibility for my life, you know, because there were times that, you know, and I'm not proud of all this, but there were times, you know, I've gotten to relationships so that people could take care of me so that people could fix me. And, and so I wasn't in relationships for the right reasons. And so I had to come clean with some people. And, you know, it's not always easy. But the good news is, you know, it says, regardless of anyone, I can get well. You know, I can get well and I can own my own. And, and it talks about the spiritual demonstration. It's not about my thoughts or my ideas about what I'm going to do because I had a lot of those. You know, it's about the actions that I take, you know, and, and I love what I, you know, I was on vacation the last week and I and I continued to listen to the recorded um meeting and you know i love what i hear I hear about this you know this, this is a spiritual solution it isn't a, there's not a spiritual part of the program today you know my life i live in a spiritual solution so therefore you know, I have to take some action and then it says you know most incompatible people discover they have that they can get they can uh, meet on on uh certain grounds that they can get along you know and am i trying to do the next right thing today you know, and not just for me. I have a sponsor who says, you know, you know, let's do what's right for all involved, Tina. You know, wow, what a concept. Because I was always about let's do what's right for Tina, but let's do what's right for all involved. And uh, you know, and you know, in the first 164 pages, it gives me you know the guidelines to my life today. And uh, when I when I do the deal, I get it. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks.
0: Thank you, Tina S. And do L. Please go ahead.
2: Press star one, do. Are you there, do,
0: L? Okay, perhaps she got cut off. Um, are there others who would like to share on this paragraph?
11: This is Larry. Oh,
0: Melissa J. Okay, I you heard know, Larry a, a, uh, I think I heard Santa A.
6: a
11: J. Tom A. H.
0: He he a. a. Tom oh. H. Leah M.
11: Jay. M. from Maryland. Okay,
0: oh. Leah M. Um, who from Maryland again?
11: Rochelle M.
0: Oh right, Rochelle. Got. Melissa J. of P. Melissa C., and is it Inga P.? Vinga, Vinga P. Vinga P., and Nessa R. That's probably all we're going to have time for today, but let's see. We may have more time. So I have Larry K., Santa H., Anita J., Tom H., Leah M., Rochelle M., Melissa C., Vanga P., and Nessa R., Did I miss someone? Okay, Larry Kay, please get us started.
12: Thanks for your service, Kathy. Larry Kay, Recovered Compulsive overreader from Chicago. Um, You know, um, I heard it said that, um, you know, some of us come from a dysfunctional family. (laughs) Maybe you do. I I know that I I do. Um, And I heard it once said that you want to know what a dysfunctional family is? It's any family with more than one person in it. Uh, (laughs) there's there's dysfunction in many of our families Uh, mine's no different you have you I have my own personal narrative you have yours I can tell you this and I and I learned this in the in the paragraph that we that we're reading is that see I, I can I can choose to respond differently within that family with more than one person in it uh, there is um, still some some you know relationships some dysfunction and, and why is that I mean our families uh, we you know we there's gossip there's uh, triangular sort of relationships and things you know what's this one doing oh I'm worried about this one and so forth see what I try in practicing these principles in all my affairs today I try not to engage in those things, and I'm, and I'm much more successful. Before, um, I could not uh, be involved uh, with, with in my family without contributing, you know, um, to more of that dysfunction. So today, while there's still dysfunction uh, and still, you know, it wasn't like uh, magically I, I had this spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, and so too, did all my family members, the most amazing thing they all did, sort of by osmosis. No, that didn't happen. But I can tell you, for me, uh, my family changed. Well, I changed. So their change seemed to coincide with mine. See, because I changed. I'm no longer reacting to life on um, the way I did by the grace of God. You know, we talked about this being a spiritual program. Indeed, it is. I no longer react that way. I no longer uh, the the, um, the build up of emotions. You know, it doesn't get to that point where where I find it necessary to pick up food and contribute to the uh, you know contribute to the mayhem within the family and so forth. I don't have to gossip. I don't have to judge, and be judged. I can go. I can operate and model good behavior. Behavior. Of a person who's more aligned with his higher power, I can do that today. I can choose to do that today. But dysfunctional family, yeah, you got more than one person. Perhaps there's there's some dysfunction in your family. With that, I'll pass. Thanks.
0: Thank you, Larry Kay. I just want to check. Is Do L back on the line? Do, are you here?
13: This is this is Do. Can you oh. hear me?
0: Yeah. Please go ahead.
13: Awesome. (laughs) Sorry about that. It's just like technical problems.
0: Right. Good morning.
13: My name is uh, Du and I'm a Recover Compulsive Overeater. And um, I did want to share on this. It says there may be divorce, separation, or just stream relationships. And, you know, when is the only time that uh, a person needs to go to their family and have this talk with them. Well, it's on step nine because it says here, when your prospect has made such reparations, right, has made reparations, as step nine, as he can to his family and has thoroughly explained to them the new principles by which he is living, so this is going to be an ongoing process. It's going to be a demonstration of these principles. And we're we're cautioned not to mention their faults, to clean our side of the street first and, you know, and to be in God's will not to be in self-will. And it also causes to be patient with the family, right, just because we've gotten recovered and now everything, you know, everyone's supposed to fall in place with us. Well, that's not how it works, right? Um you know, we're called to be patient. We're called to continue to demonstrate these um, these uh, principles in our affairs. And you know, family may be difficult. You know, they might have their own faults, but we don't get to look at that. We get to practice ten, eleven, and twelve. You know, that's that's what we're called to. We're look looking at our own faults. You know, um, we don't get into argument. We avoid argument retaliation. We keep looking at. How can we be helpful to the family? Because we got to remember, we're the ones who put the family upheaval. We were the tornadoes in their lives. Now the the table has turned. We have recovered. Now we need to be patient with the families, not get into power struggles, and try to practice these principles. And it says, if I persist for a few months, you know, the effect will be great on the family. And I remember, I'll share this one experience. Uh, I remember prior to coming to program, my son would get up every day telling me how much he hated me, how much he wished I was dead, how much he thought I was a horrible, horrible person. And when I did my step nine with my son, things started to change because I promised him, I said, I want to be a better mom. And he says, what can I do better? And And my son said to me, just heal mom, get better. That's what you can do for me. You know, you can get better, and I see you getting better. And one year later, you know what he said to me? I like this mom. I like the mom that you are compared to the mom that you were. And, you know, today we have, we don't have the best relationship, but we have a better relationship. And it's been, you know, six years later, and it's it's an amazing journey today, you know, that I have my son, I have a restored relationship with him, and, and I'm still working on it.
14: And with that, I pass.
0: Thank you, Duell. Santa H., please go ahead.
14: Good morning, my fellow visionaries. My name is Santa H., a grateful, compulsive overeater, living in a solution one day at a time, calling in from New Jersey. Ah, so much was shared, and thank you all for your wonderful wisdom this morning. And um, I'm just going to chime in. Probably not going to say nothing that was not already said, but just my own perspective of what was coming up for me as I was listening. Um, Here we are in Chapter 12, I mean in Step 12, working with others. And up to this point, from my understanding of the reading, it was all about me getting to know me and changing me. And and, um, I got a a lot of wonderful practice of doing that here in the Rooms of LA. And I'm so grateful for all of you that have helped me to to grow up, because I really believe that I came in with what I now see as a disease of immaturity that I had to grow up. And so now um, I get to take all those one- these wonderful principles that I have learned and take it out into the community, and it starts in the home. And so now we talk about domestic problems. And so for me, um, I was one of those individuals. I like how Larry put it, <laughs> dysfunctional family. I was in one that was full of denial and all distorted reality. Um, I didn't even once accept that I was in a dysfunctional family for, for all my life, but now today I see that to be the case. But for me, the thing was is that I didn't know how to hold it in, and I didn't know when to let it out. And then when I let it out, it was at the wrong time, and I held it in and with the time I should have let it out. And so this program has taught me how to how to manage that better. And that's all I love about Step 11. It is the spine of my program. It's what I call the power of the pause. So today, you know, I, I have all these wonderful affirmations to help me and guide me, and I love one of my favorite when someone in program has shared with me, and I, and I keep it to my heart where it states, you've it, you got it. So today when I see something in someone else, I'm realizing that I'm just a mirror. It's just a reflection of what I see in myself. And so I'm so grateful that now I can go into this, my program and I can get centered and go within me and finding out what is going on with me and so that I can raise my energy. And so now I look at myself today as my real responsibility to the the world, to my family, to the community, to everyone, is just to raise my own energy. And that's the best gift I can give to the world and to avoid negative situations, negative people, and not judge them today and not even try to change them and just let people be who, who they are today and I be who I am today. And I'm just so grateful, like it sits here, I'm going to close with this on page 99, and I'm just sitting here smiling, because it has come true for me, little by little, uh, the family see their own defects and admit them. And today my family do see them, and so I'm still having to learn to still keep my mouth shut when they see them, and just be grateful for, for the growth. And with that, I pass.
0: Thank you, Santa H. Um, Anita J., please go ahead.
6: Thank you very much, Kathy, and all that's shared ahead. Um, this is Anita Jay, uh, gratefully recovered out here in Massachusetts. Uh, it's interesting to me, we've, we've spent a lot of time finding out that there is a God, developing our relationship with him, working on ourselves. Seeing us who truly are or can be, what well, God wants of me, and um, then making the reparations, and now here we are continuing because guess what? It's it's living. I now I have to live it, and there's one example that I, maybe my I had a son so that I would to be able to continue to do ten, eleven, and twelve constantly because of him. And why? Not because he's a bad guy. Absolutely not. It's that he's me. He's me at the uh, showing a picture of what I was like. And in making my amends to him and continuing when I talked to him, um, what I said, which is different from all the years of why don't you or this or that, was i regret I regret the uh, example that I gave you on how to be a parent, and that's the other point you know he had two parents, but we're talking about me only cleaning me up and um and then I shared, especially the one that's so painful now is you know um, that i I had such expectations and that I thought I took a lot of psych courses in my life, but I never took child psych because I thought as long as I do everything opposite of my own mother and father, my children will love me forever, and we will have a fantastic relationship, and his eyes widened, and he said, that's how I felt, and that's all, but the point is, then i said you know now i know all i was supposed to do was just love you and that that is now when i hear when i when you know and he doesn't ask for my opinion mine is the last one he wants and you know what god has a plan for him they're all wonderful people and but looking at your the ugly part of you i wasn't totally I was the best mother for reading stories. They wanted me to go and be the one in elementary school to read in the library. The kids wanted it. But this is the eye point and um I'm just very grateful I found this and that this process and I can see the truth today. I wasn't bad, he's not bad, the son isn't bad, nobody. We just don't know. But this is the way to find out
2: and that, it passed. Thank you. Uh, Tom H., please go ahead. Tom, are you there? Press star one.
15: This is Tom H., a compulsive overeater, climbing the steps in Michigan, just outside Detroit. You know, these passages that remind me of how much I settled for predictability in my own disease. And the prediction was that things would get, and they did get worse and worse. And I have to think that uh, my family has probably fallen into the same trap of disease that I did. Probably all they've been wanting is predictability and to me to come in and say, hey, now I've got this, it's great, it's wonderful, they're probably going to resent every word I say. And I know from splashing around in this Great Lake State in step four, I'm getting a sense of what resentment can do. And that uh, I have to give the example, but even more so, give the time so that they can get and identify their own resentments and if they see me looking at my resentments and recognizing them as things that block me off from my higher power, when they see me getting better, they'll decide they want to get better too. And with that, I shall pass and thank you.
0: Thank you, Tom H. Uh, Leah M., please go ahead.
16: Thank you so much. He should proceed to put those principles into action at home. He should concentrate on his own spiritual demonstration. Argument and fault finding are to be avoided like the plague. Um, yeah, you know, <laughs> uh, there's a long period of reconstruction ahead. Um, when we're dealing with families. You know, the big book teaches that elimination, you know, cessation of drinking, of, of binging, is, is but the first step away from a highly strained, abnormal condition. And that was certainly true, you know, for me. And, um, you know, I had to realize that my behavior had aggravated the defects in other people. You know, in my case, It was 1987. I was married for less than a year, Um, and, you know, there were talks of divorce due to my illness, due to my inability to cope with life. Um, It wasn't a pretty picture. Um, You know, after going through this process of the steps, you know, there was, it's a lifetime occupation because more than my compulsive overeating had to be arrested. My whole philosophy of life my ideas my core belief systems my attitudes had to be confronted and overhauled and of course uh, steps four through nine inventory process began that examination but of course it continues it always continues in step 10 which is a daily inventory of examining my attitudes and these 12 steps are designed for living they teach someone like me who had no tools for living other than a fork, knife, and a spoon. They teach someone like me how a human being should live because the program of recoveries enabled me to live by these principles to the best of my ability one day at a time, and that allows, to the best of my ability, peace and contentment. Because, you know, argument and fault finding, anger in a marriage is like... uh, what the iceberg was to a Titanic. It just chips away at any, uh, you know, any structure. So the spiritual work of me today, you know, is to train my face to smile despite what's going on under my roof, to restrain my tongue from making negative remarks despite sometimes uh, maybe an overstressed husband, to uh, drill my mind in judging others favorably with love and tolerance because peace in the home can only be made by those who are peaceful. So, you know, I've been blessed with a program of recovery. And, you know, we practice... We become what we practice, essentially. You know, we work at it. One day at a time, we have the opportunity to live better. I believe I have a better life today than I could ever have had had I never had this illness because I am forced to live a quality of life that I never knew possible. And with that, I pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Leia M. Uh, Rochelle M., please go ahead.
11: Good morning, Kathy. Can you hear me?
0: I can. Thank okay, you. Okay,
11: great. It's, so it's my fate today to come after Leah M. Oh, boy. Okay, so I really liked what she had to say, so I'll keep this brief. I wanted to connect um, my share with the previous paragraph, which is, in tr- he trusted in God and clean house. I was talking to a visionary the other day, and she said to me, if you think you have humility, then it's already gone. You know, so so this whole thing about trusting in God and cleaning house and to argument and, and to avoid argument and fault-finding like the plague. If if I want to speak to someone in my family or in somebody else that I'm interacting with, I've got to make sure that I have to humble myself first. I've got to have humility. By the time I get that humility, the opportunity to fault-fight, it's gone. <laughs> Nor do I want to because if I have humility, I am not going to fault-find. I'm going to say to myself, where am I at fault here? I'm going to say... How would God behave in this situation? I would say to myself, "Is what am I about to say? Is it tactful? Is it reasonable? Is it loving? Is it kind? And by the time I ask myself questions like that, I'm no longer in a dander about how could she? How dare they say that to me? Blah, blah, blah. So with that, I'll pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Rochelle M. Melissa C.,
2: please go ahead.
17: Hi. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning, everyone. It's Melissa to be a recovered compulsive overeater in New York. And, you know, it's just, I have such gratitude that, um, I, I have recovery and that, um, you know, my family is relatively young. I have, um, a teenage daughter and a younger son and a husband. And thank God that I have recovered before it all became destroyed because I, I definitely think I was on that path. And, um, you know, but this is the work that I need to continue for a lifetime because fault um, finding, you know, that's like, God, um, that muscle, um, that's got great muscle memory. And so it's really easy for me to find fault with everybody else. And I also happiness, you know, and to, and to remain recovered. I don't want to return to the food. And, you know, if I keep my eye on um, being right, you know, um, I have no other solution but but to return once again to the food. Because I have an unfortunate view sometimes that um, I can see what's not perfect, you know. And um, guess what? It's really me that's not perfect, too. You know, not just the people in my life, but, but all of us, and, um, you know, I I have two choices, you know, I can be happy or I can be light. and um, I want to be happy, and so, you know, there doesn't have to be a winner, in, especially in a marriage in and in a family, there's no victory here, if, if someone's losing, we're all losing, and um, so, you know, I, I thank God I have this fellowship for support, because, when my eye gets critical and I start seeing my family's imperfections, um, I have a fellowship. I have people I can turn to that remind me once again, what's your part? You know, what can really fill you? You know, it's not this notion of a perfect family. It's, um, you know, it's that it's connection with my higher power. And um, and I, you know, I can model being a recovered person. I have that um I have that charge, you know, in my family, and if I want everybody to improve, um, you know, it starts with me. Thank you, that I'll pass.
2: Thank you, Melissa C. Uh, Vanga P., please go ahead. Thank you, Kathy, for your service. Good morning.
18: Uh, my name is Venga P. I'm a Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Minnesota. Um. It says, uh, when your prospect has made um, well, um, has made such reparations as he can to his family and has thoroughly explained to them the new principles by which he is living. Um, when I first came into OA, I told my husband what I would be doing, that I would be following a new food plan, I would be eating differently, and I would be trying to live differently and it it proved to be very helpful to have had that conversation with him and Now, as I'm progressing in the recovery process, I'm learning that I have to live by these by principle the principles and I believe the principles they're talking about is the principles of the twelve steps honesty, hope, faith, courage, integrity, willingness humility self-discipline, love. Perseverance, spiritual awareness, and service. And these are principles that I, I was not living before. And I was living um only to satisfy my own needs. And I've um I lived homeless for a while. I lived in a um skid Row in Los Angeles and so it this disease can take us to the lowest, lowest of all bottoms and um but i I'm, I'm not saying this to judge myself i was a broken broken little girl who had determined at a very young age to take care of myself and uh so in the process of doing that i hurt a lot of people and stepped on a lot of toes because i i didn't care who i hurt i just had to take care of myself and um so it's kind of sad but it's just the way it is and now i've been given the opportunity I've been given a home if it says here also um if he is lucky enough to have a home, and I'm very aware of how lucky I am to have a home because um it's just it, it's truly really a gift it's a gift from God, a home and and people who love me now who are accepting of me and who are very grateful to see this change um, in my home um we used to be arguments all day long i've been only married fifteen years, but we used to be arguing all day long and most and in the process of the program I've learned that many times those arguments were caused by myself, just wanting some drama in my life and we heard we've heard on this meeting that in the, the visual of a, a tennis game, when one person quits responding and hitting that ball, the game ends so when I quit responding to arguments, or I quit um, igniting an argument, There, there's a lot more peace in the home. And it's amazing I'm very thankful. Very thankful. Thank you, I
0: guess. Thank you, Vanga P. Uh, Nessa R., can you limit your share to two minutes as we're coming to the end? Thank you.
2: Nessa R., press
0: star 1. Hi.
2: I'm
19: here. Hi, uh, good morning, Mister um, I. Recovered in Toronto, Canada. Um, don't fight. I have this uh, two words written in very big bold letters in my um, on the margins of my big book, and that has been uh, very, very beautifully shared. Uh, references to not fighting and arguing are um, all over the big book. I'm not going to go through the pages. Um, you know, when I was in the disease um and so solely focused on what I wanted, you know, my selfishness, my self-will-run riot, it was just rampant. And my only focus was to impose my will on everybody around me. I criticized, I nagged, I played guilt tricks, I yelled, I argued, um, I fought. And as a result, I, you know... My relationship suffered. I really damaged my relationships now in recovery. My focus is on rebuilding those uh, relationships, and therefore I have to practice the opposite. However, you know, there are times when I revert back. You know, I, I haven't turned into, 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 uh, into a perfect being, into an angel or whatever. And, you know, I had a very painful reminder of that this past Monday where I had a, this idyllic afternoon of family bonding and bliss um, over over gardening, you know, time spent with my family, you know, the problem was I was the only one who really wanted to do that, um, and I reverted back to the nagging and guilt tripping and, and all that kind of stuff, and, you know, I just I just wreaked havoc uh, in the afternoon, and, you know, the what I failed to do was to pause to take my my spiritual thermometer, my spiritual temp- temperature. I mean, um, and you know, you know, notice my my selfishness back at play. Um, you know, so that I could step back and say, well, you know what? Like, you're really being selfish here. Nobody really wants to do this. Um, and of course, I have made amends. But um, my focus now really is in repairing those relationships, showing uh, my loved ones. Um, over whom I've trampled this, this past few decades, you know, that I love them to show them patience, acceptance, uh, consideration, you know, not just imposing my will. And it's an everyday work. I mean, as has been said, it's a long period of reconstruction ahead.
6: That's hard to do,
19: please? Yes, I will wrap up. Um, and it's, it's work that is done on a day to day basis. Um, and I gotta be conscious of that. Uh, don't fight and I pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you very much, Nessa R. Thank you to everyone who has shared. It's now time to close the first-hour meeting. Please join us for a second, unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. We will now read from the big book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. Janice B., would you please read A Vision for You?
2: Yes,
8: thank you. This is Janice B, Recovered Over Reader in Vermont. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order